You're listening to Marcus Sahaba Online Radio Podcast. Join us on a show called the Coffee Express. And Alhamdulillah, Coffee Express kicks off with the Ibrahim Badachia. And Alhamdulillah, before we get to our Ibrahim Ba and our listeners, let's start off with the eyes of the Noble Quran. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. So glory to Allah when you enter the night and when you enter the morning. Surah 30, verse 17. You alone we worship and you alone we ask for help. Surah 1 verse 4. Getting our priorities in order and when we have our creator, our maker, our sustainer helping us and if we glorify him in the manner he should be glorified, then hopefully we will have success both in the dunya and akhirah. Welcoming you and the uh, and our Ibrahim Vadacha with a hearty Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Ibrahim Bawa, tell me how you're doing this fine, uh, beautiful Saturday morning. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. I am well, alhamdulillah, by the grace of Allah. And uh, yeah, it is indeed a lovely Saturday morning. And we are blessed to have another day on this earth to do the best we can, to be the best we can, inshallah. Allah accept everything from us. You know, ba, living in this uh, world and living in this dunya, you have to go through uh, different trials and different tribulations and, uh, you know, different experiences. I mean, if you get spring, summer, autumn, winter, you get uh, yeah, storms coming through, you get volcanoes, you get hurricanes, you get heat and you get drought and sometimes you get floods. All these different things are that uh, human beings uh, go through, some get stronger, but some get weaker. Talk to me about that dynamic, Ba. Yeah, I think uh, it was a few programs back that we spoke uh, basically about, uh, you know, the experiences that you have in life. Some will make you, some will break you, but it, in the end, ultimately, it's your experiences that make you who you are. And, uh, you know, nobody said that uh, life is going to be a bed of roses, huh? Forget it. Life is just, uh, you know, someone put it very nicely. I'm trying to recall this. I just hope my memory doesn't fail me. Uh it said that happiness is a fleeting moment in the general drama of pain. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that that was so true in the sense that uh, if you look at it, we look at everything that we encounter as a challenge, as uh, something that uh, we would rather do without. And uh, we always want to be on easy streets, so to speak, you know, wanting everything to go the way we want it and things like that. And yes, some are blessed in the sense that uh, they have less uh, or fewer serious challenges than others, uh, while others, on the other hand, you know, their life is uh, uh, very difficult. Their lives are straightened financially and otherwise. But uh, this is from Allah. And the thing is, if we start complaining, then we are complaining to none other than our Creator to saying that, uh, listen, I think I know better than you and uh, I'm not so happy with what you have sort of set out for me. And that in itself is a grave uh, error and sin on our part. <clears throat> I think if we knew our Creator better and knew our religion better and uh, followed it in that sense, then we shouldn't be the ones that are complaining so much. And the first thing that when some calamity or the other, even if it's a trivial thing like a headache or something, the first thing, are you feeling, oh, I've got this terrible headache and so on and so forth. I mean, come on, this is life. And, uh, you know, you you got to get to a point where, you know, you can contend with and and handle these things in your stride and do so graciously and, and gracefully as well without complaining to God. 
and without complaining to your family members or your fellow human beings. You know, and uh, someone also said that uh, don't talk about your health unless it's good. And uh, if you ask somebody how they are, and they'll always be complaining. So uh, same thing with the weather. Today the weather's good, uh, tomorrow is not so bad, then it's raining and it's too hot and it's too cold. Do we really know what we want? And uh, that is why the Quran says so eloquently that uh, man is forever an ingrate. And I think this is where everything begins. You know, the thing is, uh, I don't think any one of us is sitting purely in a South African uh, context in our community per se, uh, would want to trade places with those people that are getting a hammering in Gaza right now. I, I, I shudder to think what would happen if anything, uh, you know, remotely resembling that should happen over here, what would happen to our people? Because, uh, you know, life is a series of tests. Uh, some are just more difficult than, the, than others. And it's how we acquit ourselves at the end of the day will determine where we end up in the hereafter. You know, well said there, Bar. You know, whilst you're talking, many things are going through my mind. But one of them was the lifestyle of Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu You know, we got to know his uh, uh, seerah and, you know, how he was born and at uh, what age he lost his uh, dad and his mum and, you know, so forth. And looking at the difficulty that he went through, even his own uncles, his own family yeah. members, yeah. all... You know, like disowned him and they said, okay, just keep quiet, man. You're over-talking so far. They have to make hijrah, leave Makkah and go through. I mean, that alone should make a big statement to us uh, that, you know, this. I mean, his own people wanted to kill him and this is how it happened. And if you look at the stories of the Khalifs, uh, all of them, uh, you know, uh, were assassinated. I mm. mean, this has been the uh, the brutal history of uh, Islam, Abba. Perhaps exactly. a quick thought you know, from you. And, and just to, to say that, the thing is, you're talking about Rasulullah the best of Allah's creation. Yeah. And uh, the thing is, uh, if one looks around today, you're speaking about knowing the seerah and the history of the, the life of our beloved Prophet How many of us these days really takes the time to sit down and read? Or should we rather be watching some movie on Netflix or who's going to win the Rugby World Cup or some nonsense like that? I mean, hours upon hours go, and uh, yeah, it's okay. But uh, tell them to sit and recite the Quran somewhere in one corner, or read some, uh, you know, Sahih Bukhari, read the Hadith, and read the Seerah of uh, our beloved Prophet It becomes a huge, onerous sort of task, and they're not inclined to do it. And this, unfortunately, is why they are so poorly informed about uh, the life of Allah's creation, the best of, and uh, we don't understand or we don't even have a clue as to what he had to go through. I mean, from the time of his birth where, he was, where his mom passed away, then the dad, and then thrown from pillar to post, and then uh, going out to preach and getting stoned and having excrement and all sorts of stuff thrown on him, and then having to flee the place of, his, of birth and go to Medina and set up there, and then have all these battles, you know, he was just about everything to everyone, uh, you know, be it politician, be it, uh, you know, warrior on, on, on the war front, or, you know, human humanitarian, someone that's loving and caring like no one else is, then one would, uh, you know, wish to emulate him if they could in some way or the other. But no, we don't know what he stood for, what he stands for even till this very day. And this is why we are poorer for it, and this is why our faith is uh, so uh, 
lukewarm, if I might use that word, but. You make uh, a lot of sense, and as you said, you know, you look at it, you reflect, and you act. And mm. then, uh, you know, we all go through, uh, you know, things uh, in our lives, and they yeah. become a, uh, some obnoxious uh, human mm. beings. Yeah. But uh, do you find sometimes, you know, in your quiet moments, you recall moments of, you know, people being nasty to you, and you just recall that, and you say, mm, I don't know, man, if I can forgive that individual does any thought like that go through your mind, Bob? Yeah, of course. I mean, we are all human beings. We are all thrown into the same pot over here. And the thing is, many are the experiences where people are so obnoxious that you don't don't even want to have a look at them. But uh, ultimately, the thing is, uh, what's going to happen to us? Are we going to get angry at it? And every time we recall it, get morose and depressed and all that sort of thing and say, oh, I should have done this and I should have done that. No, I think uh, in any sort of situation that one finds ourselves in, and one finds ourselves in these days, uh, it's a question of moving beyond. The thing is, if I can come up to you and say a few words that are not very complimentary and that changes your mood totally, that means you are a very weak character. And the thing is, I can have mastery and control over your moods just by saying a few words. So what I'm trying to say is that people must understand that you'll get good, bad and ugly, busy bodies of all stripe and kind and everything that come into your life. The thing is you need to discern and be able to tell, look, I don't need this character in my life. I can do better off without him. That one I need, I can keep close to me and so on and so forth. And not let them get under your skin. That is the trick. And the thing is you must learn to move on. I mean, uh, you know, if you see a zebra, you know it's black and white stripes, and that's the end of the story. And you you file it away, compartmentalize it, and you move on. Similarly, if you see someone that is idiotic by nature and, uh, you know, looking to cause trouble and saying nasty things because of the fact that they are, uh, there is a deficiency in their character, they haven't been raised well, or the environment in which they grew up in, uh, they are a product of. So it is up to us because 99% of what happens to us is not in control. We are not in control of it. What we are in control of, full control of, is how we react to it. And the thing is, at the end of the day, if you can control that reaction, where they cannot get through the, your defenses to upset you to the point of making you angry, I'm not saying don't have anger. If you don't have anger, then you're not a man. But the thing is, you must be able to control that anger. That is why it was said, the one that is strongest amongst you is he who can control his anger. So yeah, we do have those in our quiet moments. We do have all sorts of thoughts going through our heads, some pleasant, some not so pleasant. But ultimately, I think uh, everyone uh, that we come across in life has been sent for a reason. How we choose to uh, respond to that interaction is what will determine a which way we are going in this life. No, but Jazakallah for sharing that with us. And uh, you know, working uh, at uh, the IPCI, and sometimes I recall many memories and sit back, and uh, you just can't, uh, you know, help thinking about that because uh, that is still in your face. Wherever mm-hmm. you put on, you can see his face yeah, is there. He's talking exactly. about Pakistan and so forth. I remember his uh, late son also used of that uh, mm-hmm. coming up to me one day, and he looked at me and he said, "You know, Shafas." Uh, you were the only staff member that uh, my dad and I admired. I said, for what? He said, the quality of sabr you showed and the mm-hmm. patience that you had, uh, you know, we admired you for. And I was uh, quite taken aback. 
And I said, so in other words, uh, you were deliberately testing me, and he started laughing. <laughs> so uh, yeah. I know, he, he laughed. He, that's all he did. He laughed, but he, you know, he meant it uh, sincerely. But uh, as I said, some of the introspections I did, I mean, uh, by the grace of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you know, with your du'as to buy, I mean, I've been uh, with all these uh, different types of individuals. But I recall one day, you know, I was at the Durban Exhibition Center, and I won't mention the name. There were two uh, individuals, and I remember I did a walkabout, and I was really thirsty. So I went up into the, uh, you know, the, the director's box, and, and then I asked uh, the individuals, there was a, a lady and a young youngster, I said, could I have a, a bottle of water, please? You know what was the answer, Ba? Hmm. They said, ask the directors. And I got a shock of my life. Right. And I, and I, I revisited the story last night. And I said, I have to share this with you. And mm. I said, no, do I forgive these people? I said, you know, I like to, one of them made parada <laughs> from the dunya. But I like to confront the guy that's a youngster, that's a little, uh, I mean, he's no more youngster, he's married and so forth. Mm. But go, to go and tell him, what did, how could you be so... Callous, uh, uh, exactly. I mean, it was uh, shocking. How do you describe that, Ba? Well, again, uh, the thing is, you get all kinds of people in this world. And the thing is, uh, you know, we've been fortunate and we've been blessed uh, to have that kind of exposure, you know, in different parts of the world with different kind of people from different countries and different cultures and things like that. But look, ultimately, people are people. huh? Some will make you feel good. Some will really rile you and upset you. But uh, ultimately, you must understand that, uh, you know, it's you who are ultimately in control of A, your happiness, sadness, depression, whatever you care or right? So whilst it is obnoxious behavior on, your, on their part, the thing is, that is their problem. That is a deficiency in their character. And that is something that they hopefully would uh, realize one day and try and mend their ways. But uh, don't hold your breath for that, because I've seen people that uh, grew up that way, went through entire life and uh, passed away with that same sort of mindset and uh, sort of character traits. So it is up to us individually to make what we can of any given situation or scenario, but there's nothing else to it. Yeah, but and as you say, you know, uh, it is a test and... Uh... Uh, so leave the confrontation out because a uh, leopard uh, doesn't change its spot. No, it's, not it's, worth, just... it's not worth it anymore. It's not worth it. I mean, it, is... it upsets your, your, your rhythm, your constitution and everything else. Why? Just because some moron said something that uh, you, you didn't like. So who's suffering? Not him, you, if you keep dwelling on it. So forget him. Let him be. But I like the way you said it. So hmm. we have a delete button on our computer. Exactly. I'm going to hit the delete button here. It's gone, Ba. Gone. That's it's it. It's gone. gone. Hey, two good people. You learned a lesson from Ibrahim Bande. Let's let it go away. Don't dwell on it because you get all sorts. You get all sorts. And as we said, if we follow Rasul, then inshallah we can press that delete button and uh, get away. Well, but when we're looking at <coughs> many things happening around the world, we talk about the hypocrisy and uh, we're watching, uh, you know, the polarization of the world. I mean, this is, has been there for many, many years. And we, as, you know, Muslims, have not come to the fore yet uh, because uh, look at the, what's happening in Gaza. Mm. There is this uh, truckloads 
you know, these are big trucks. Yes. Kilometers upon kilometers and kilometers. And I just saw a clip now saying this is where your donation is going. It's all on standstill. These uh, Israelis or the Zionist Israelis are not allowing it to go through. And you know what? He's collecting still, ba. I don't know. What's your thoughts? I mean, you know why? You've been on a uh, on a drive. You took trucks. You took this. You took that. You know, you went right into. Did you take it to Palestine? Oh, did it just get stuck at the border? I don't know, ba. We took it because right of someone right with experience. Right through to Gaza. We went right through into Gaza. Alhamdulillah. I, I know, and I see those photographs. I know those uh, that uh, Rafa checkpoint uh, very Gee. well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, look, the, the thing is that is a standard operating procedure insofar as the Yahudi are concerned. Okay. So uh, amongst uh, all those trucks and things, some might be refrigerated, some might not, and so on and so forth. You've got medication over there, you've got uh, uh, perishables and things like that. They'll keep you held up over there. They'll let it trickle in so it cannot be said that we are not allowing anything in, right? So if there's uh, 2,000 trucks over there, they'll let about 20 in, and then they'll close the border again if you are lucky. Uh, and uh, what do you do with that? It won't even reach the first kilometer and it'll be punished in the sense that the, the people are so desperate for all the stuff that you are bringing. And, uh, you know, this is collective punishment. It is a, a war crime uh, and nobody can convince me otherwise. But uh, it just shows you the uh, power that this little entity in uh, Palestine called Israel wheels over the world that uh, they can do things with and get away with impunity and nobody can say a single word to them i am just hoping that uh, our muslim uh, countries in the immediate uh, vicinity will pluck up the courage somehow to do something uh, tangible something meaningful to relieve the plight uh, of course, we've got Uncle Sam over there that's wielding a big stick at the back there, threatening everybody that if you intervene, this and this and this is going to happen to you and things like that. But uh, for once, Israel is on the wrong side of history. Not that when I say wrong side of history, I mean they've lost the propaganda war because the world, the people of the world have seen right through them. They've seen them for the liars and the bigots that they are notwithstanding the uh, subservient media that will say, oh, uh, the horrific attack of Hamas, as if everything started on the 7th of October. It didn't. It's been going on for more than 75 years. And of course, the Balfour de Declaration happened in 1917. We are now in 2023, so it's more than 100 years where this nonsense has been ongoing. And they would like uh, to condense everything and make believe that it just started now. And who's to uh, verify those 14, 1500 casualties or, or deaths that they're talking about, rape and uh, and children's heads being uh, cut off and all lies. You cannot trust a single word they say. I'm not saying that uh, atrocities didn't happen. Yes, they might have happened, but to what degree is unclear. And until you actually have the stats from an independent organization, the thing is the rest, uh, there is no such thing as news today. It's all propaganda. And who owns these uh, outlets will obviously be pushing their line. But uh, yeah, but it is a, a sad situation. And uh, it just takes one miscalculation 
and that whole Middle Eastern region will go up in flames. That's how dangerous the situation is. And I don't for one minute think that if uh, either Hezbollah gets in or, or Iran supports them or whatever happens out there, Turkey is also sitting on the fringes and watching very, very carefully and closely. I believe they have already mobilized without making a big noise about it. But uh, if the situation should arise where the U.S. gets involved, then I don't think that uh, Russia or China is going to sit by idly and watch. Of course, the others in the Middle East would. And I feel for Egypt, even though Egypt uh, haven't covered themselves in glory because of their uh, subservient attitude to the West. Uh, they are in a tight spot right now because a either they are going to be having a million or two refugees shoved down their throats or they are the only ones that can do anything to uh, alleviate the plight of uh, the Gazans simply because of the fact that they are the only other uh, point of entry into the Gaza Strip that isn't controlled by, well I say officially controlled by Israel. Now, the thing is, even if they do open the border and send it through, what's to stop Israeli Israel from bombing all those convoys? Nothing. So uh, it's at a tipping point, and uh, we feel very, very sad in our hearts. We feel very much so for them, and it is uh, very, very uh, painful when uh, you see the destruction, the scale of destruction, and having been there myself and having seen the plight of those people then, and it is so much more right now, you know, one can only but make dua to Allah for them that uh, he must punish these people in a manner that is befitting everything that they've been doing all these years to these poor people. It is uh, really a tragedy and it is just so sickening to see the so-called Western government, the Western leaders, all you hear from them, Israel has the right to defend itself. So does Palestine not have a right to defend itself in face of this brutal occupation that has been ongoing for so many decades now? So uh, it's very sad situation and uh, I'm not sure if the Muslim countries in the immediate uh, Middle East has a collective spine that they can stand together at one as one and give them an ultimatum and if push comes to shove uh, you know walk the talk i'm not sure if they have that ability but when you look at the 1967 war to all those lands uh, that was taken <laughs> was uh, mostly egyptian land you know the, the sanai and all that i mean uh, no one's talking about that then you had i mean you, you spoke about anwar sadat uh, i mean this guy was a the master of all sanouts you know he sold out the <laughs> Uh, the the the, uh, the the Arab nation there. He sold them out. He made peace treaty and all so forth. You know what happened to him. Yeah. And another big sellout was that uh, Mubarak guy. You know, Hosni Mubarak. I mean, these guys ruined Egypt, and they sold it to uh, to Uncle Sam. This guy Sisi is not very far behind. He's in good company as far as they are concerned. No, he's he's in he's at Three Stooges too, ba. Yeah, he's in the team. No, absolutely. You know, there, there is that saying, in order to know who rules over you, you must identify who's the one you cannot criticize. I mean, for, <laughs> for, them, to go, for them to go and tell the British government, you know, 
you talk about poodles and, and dogs and lap dogs and all sorts of dogs, uh, that Rishi Sunak is going there and literally licking the boots of those people over there. You know, it's such an embarrassment to himself and to the to the world, really. And uh, they had the temerity, the British government, to send a demand or, or sanction Glasgow Celtic, that's in a soccer team in, in uh, Scotland, because their supporters wore colors of Palestine and carried the Palestinian flag to the last, uh, I think it was a soccer match that they had there recently. And of course, they are miffed at the fact that uh, popular opinion uh, across the globe, be it Christian, Jew, Hindu, oh no, sorry, the Hindus are on the side of Israel, I beg your pardon. Yeah, yes. yeah, in the misguidance, of course. But uh, having said that, uh, the popular opinion has turned altogether. And uh, I think uh, the cherry on the top was uh, where Hamas had released a couple of those elderly women hostages, and they were interviewed at the uh, sort of uh, exchange uh, where the, the Hamas guys were handing them over. And uh, when they were interviewed, they were saying how well they were treated and how they protected them and kept them safe and shared their food with them. And they even shook the hand of the Hamas people there before they came across, of course. That didn't go down very well with Israel. The, the propaganda was just blown up in one instant over there. And of course, even uh, I think it was Sky News that uh, abruptly cut it off when they could hear what the, what was being said over there through the interpreter. So it just shows you how sick society has become in this day and age. Yeah, you're talking about a sick society. I mean, this uh, Justin Trudeau, uh, the uh, Canadian prime minister, I believe he was in the mosque. And he started mm -hmm. defending Israel. Uh, the Musallis ushered him out. I mean, yeah, that yeah, was they something. Him, they booed him out and good riddance to him. He's just another lapdog over there that does their bidding. There's nothing he can do. And then you get the other guy, Macron. I mean, oh, this guy too. The French uh, poodle. The French poodle himself. Yeah. yeah. Doing the bidding of all these uh, Zionist uh, mm -hmm. conglomer uh, conglomerates the of the world. The head of the snake bar is the is the banking system. If you can, if you can, uh, and this is why they're protected with everything they've got. And this is why they hate us. They hate Islam simply because Islam is diametrically opposed, opposed. to to that they hold here. And of course, their system of usury, which makes us all paupers and gives them the power to control everybody. And this is all it is at the end of the day. You take that away from them and they've got nothing. But uh, look, uh, times are changing. Uh, America is not what it used to be, not by any stretch of the imagination. Too much of transgender and, and woke and other BS that's going over there that's made them a laughing stock of the world. So uh, they'll get their comeuppance as well. Fear not, because look, Allah has the ability to debase anyone or to honor anybody. And uh, in his uh, final analysis, they'll get what is rightfully due to them and coming to them. I have no, no doubt about that. No doubt. No, absolutely, but you know, uh, it will come because the things of this world are proceed by divine decree. Absolutely. You know? And yeah. not by man's administration. <laughs> no man thinks, hey, I'm doing everything, you know, where's yeah. your Christian Churchill? Yeah. Where is your Lenin? Where is your Stalin? Oh, where are all these uh, heroes of yours? Mm. Uh, all become zeros. And, uh, you know, uh, history doesn't even want to look at them. And uh, Bob, perhaps, uh, yeah, hey, look at it, we're nearly going to 28 minutes. Your parting words uh, this morning, Bob. Yeah, and, and, and why this one observation, you notice Gee. how 
how uh, suddenly uh, Ukraine is nowhere being talked about. Huh? What a brilliant point. But yeah. uh, you know what? Something I wanted to ask you about. Where is Ukraine? Suddenly there's no Ukraine. There's a U-turn. <laughs> no, and they're taking a pounding. I think Russia just escalated their operations over there. And uh, I don't know what uh, new missile or whatever technology they've got. I think they wiped out something like 20-odd of these Ukraine's uh, MiG-29s uh, in a matter of five days or so. So they're really taking a pounding over there. And uh, that war, for all intents and purposes, is over. Russia's won. And the thing is now they didn't know what to do. So they went and started this thing. Because look, uh, mm. I've been there. I've been to the border. And the thing is, uh, you cannot even approach if there's one of these uh, soldiers over there. If you are coming towards him and if you are as far away as 20 meters straight away, that, that rifle is coming up. It's coming up pointed at you and they'll tell you to stop where you are. They are so afraid. So I don't see how Hamas got this is something where they moved everything. They allowed Hamas to get it just so that they can get an excuse to bomb the living daylight out of Gaza and try and take take everything away. That's what they are trying. Anyway, uh, coming back to reality and where we are, it's almost time to leave you. Uh, let me leave you with this. Uh, there comes a point in your life, Pa, when you realize who matters, who never did matter, who won't matter anymore, and who always will. And in the end, you learn who is fake, who is true, and who would risk it all for you. That's what I'm leaving you with, Pa. Yeah, we hope uh, there's some uh, thunder and lightning. Uh. Gee, brother, absolutely brilliant indeed. And uh, yeah, you matter. And inshallah, you'll matter till we go to the real matters when we meet our maker and creator, Ba. Inshallah. I mean that, Ba. I really yep. mean it. And uh, Jazakallah, adding value to uh, your broadcast also. And whatever you have done, mashallah, you've served uh, the community with a distinction. Ba, you have a beautiful, uh, lovely uh, morning ahead. There's your roast uh, lamb there. With some yeah, tips. I thought you were forgetting about that. <laughs> you enjoyed, <laughs> Ba. Enjoyed, Ba. Thank you. Thank you so much. And to you and all our listeners out there, hearty uh, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And may Allah always watch over you and protect you. I mean, dua's reciprocal, Ba. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Time for us to go for a break. When you get back, Farooq Sakhot will be joining us on his segment, Impromptu Chat.